So today we get to talk about the Sabbath and specifically why Elisha and I started keeping the Sabbath in our home. And I asked you guys for your questions on Instagram because we were getting a lot of feedback on it. And so today we're going to kind of go through a flow of why we started keeping the Sabbath, what is and isn't allowed in quotes in our home, because that was a question that got asked a lot, how that practically looks, like how does rest look practically with four little children running around and why we chose to do this on Saturday instead of Sunday. And then at the end, we'll just be going through a little quick Q&A. And if we didn't touch on anything that you guys already asked on Instagram. So I'm excited to dive in. If you guys enjoy this episode, if you would give it a thumbs up and subscribe to the YouTube channel or subscribe to wherever you're listening to this, whether it's on iTunes or Spotify, that would be awesome. And we're, we're going to dive right in. Let's do it. The Now That We're a Family Podcast. I, you know what is true right now? What? Is that I feel more rested and rejuvenated than I did at this time two weeks ago. And there's a very specific reason as to why I think that is. <laughs> yeah. There has been a big shift in our house with us instituting the Sabbath. Yeah. You said something in the intro that I'm curious. This I don't, I don't know if it matters to you very much. I think it matters a little bit to, to me. You said keeping the Sabbath. And I view it far more as taking a Sabbath, but maybe you had oh, reason yeah. to say keep the Sabbath. That's no. actually That's actually much better phraseology. Because that's definitely how I've viewed it. And mm-hmm. I know we're going to get into some of these questions regarding the law and various Jewish traditions. Um, but to me, I view it far more as us taking a Sabbath, benefiting greatly from it, and really using it in a way that's helpful to our family. Yeah, that's that's really good right there. Because we really are not keeping the Sabbath as in keeping the Jewish law of the Sabbath. And we're going to dive into that. But why did we start having a Sabbath in our week. Uh, is this a, are you asking me? Yeah. I is mean, do, like you, very, do you know how that kind of came across? You know, it's <laughs> something that's, happened? it's been a conversation, I feel like for a couple of years now, Yeah. because we, I mean, like anybody, there's the propensity for your seven day week to just be the proverbial hamster wheel where it's, it's not just groundhog day. It's kind of groundhog week and then month. And then the year goes by and you don't necessarily have these opportunities to stop, reflect, rest, rejuvenate, check your heart, check your trajectory, and then begin again in this life that we have. And, and so it's been a conversation in our home because I think of the nature of our lifestyle really since we've been married, because from the time we got married, I worked in real estate and customer service, both of which almost always require you to work through the weekend. And so as a server at a restaurant or as a barista at a coffee shop um, or working in real estate, Sundays didn't ever feel, Saturdays or Sundays, never felt as though they were a day off. I've never viewed them that way. Yeah, we joke around and say that Wednesday was our Saturday. Yes. Our first couple of years of marriage because we'd always sleep in on Wednesday and treat it like it was our Saturday because that was often a day that Elisha would have off work. And that was really awesome for us. And you guys have heard on this podcast how we've kind of run around the week like this never-ending circle. And we'd often plan um, launches through the weekend, product launches, or Mm. we would record a big 
groupings of videos yeah. or do big projects on the weekends. And actually, you guys, some of you were kind of like this little thorn in my side because you would message me consistently saying, why don't you guys take a Sabbath? Why don't you guys take a Sabbath rest? It seems like you're always traveling on the weekends or you're never home. And you were sharing how you go to church every Sunday or just different um, different traditions or things that you do on to separate a day for the Lord, hmm. basically. And I would always get kind of annoyed because I was like, we go to church. Like if we're at my in-laws, we go to church there. We go to church here. Like we aren't under the law. We aren't required to do these things anymore. But the more I looked into it and the more Elisha and I talked about it and the more you guys inserted yourselves into that conversation, the more I really was like, Elisha, I am craving this rest. And I think there could actually be a really big blessing in it. Yeah, I can remember. That is interesting. That I didn't realize that you had people mentioning that remember to you. Remember I brought up a couple comments several times and I was like, why won't they get off our back? That's funny. Your conscience was kind of pricked, huh? Yeah, yeah, I think it, it was. was. <laughs> uh, but I do recall a few years back, Katie, I remember your mommy and daddy got real serious about implementing a, a, a strict 24-hour rest period in their week. And we would go over and see them sometimes during that rest period and it looked so appealing. Mm-hmm. Every time they were doing it, they would turn their internet off. They would have no phones, no no electronics. They, everybody would be reading or just resting. They would be doing leisurely activities, um, maybe outside, going for walks. And the element, the, what, what appeared to be so much rest and rejuvenation that came from that was really appealing to me. Um, but once again, that was during a season where I was, I was working those days and we were nonstop working. And so that left a very... That was like the most firsthand I had seen a 24-hour rest period implemented, Mm -hmm. and it really left an impression on me because I feel like not only did they truly enjoy that period of rest, it also really set them up for a far more effective and productive week. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I think of just what I kept coming back to was the chapter in Mark, Mark 2. It's in 27 and 28, and it and Jesus Christ, when he's here on earth, said the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. And that's a really popular verse surrounding the Sabbath. But I think it was the Lord giving us this gift of rest, saying, you know what? You don't have to go, go, go all the time. You don't have to work all the time. Enjoy this rest, like enter into my rest. And just kind of diving into the history of the Sabbath, because I looked into this a lot, because yeah. I was like, okay, Clearly, we are not under the old covenant law anymore. And so should we really be, you know, shouldn't we just go to church on Sunday and call that good? Should we have a full day of rest? You know, Elisha and I were talking a lot about this, and I'm reading through the Old Testament right now. And so I was just really taking note of all these verses on the Sabbath. And I think it's interesting in Exodus, we see that, I'm going to just read a little chunk of it here, but we see that... This was a covenant between Israel and God, the Sabbath. And God took this very seriously. It's um, here in Exodus, Exodus, it says, Anyone who desecrates it is to be put to death. Those who do any work on that day must be cut off from their people. For six days work is to be done, but the seventh day is a day of Sabbath rest, holy to the Lord. And it's saying, 
how in verse 16, the Israelites are to observe the Sabbath. And this was serious business. I'll say. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, oh, you know what serious business The is. whole Old Testament? Yeah. The law? And That's you know, nuts. You know what's convicting is how the Lord's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He still has that judgment that he's holding back that or that Christ took for us yeah. so that we aren't seeing that every day. And now we're in this grace period, but there is a lot of wrath. That's it's nuts. Every time you, cause Katie, she's been reading a ton of the old Testament and going through the laws and she'll bring like multiple times a day. She'll be like, listen to this, listen to what God said, or listen to what happened to this person for, yeah, you know, picking up his, whatever, his staff when he dropped it during the Sabbath. And it is, it is crazy, and it's really, I mean, so so much insight into how I don't comprehend God's holiness mm-hmm. and His standards and His goodness. I, like, I don't even know what it means to be holy. Like, I can't, my brain can't start to comprehend what it means to be holy. Mm-hmm. Only He is good. Only He is holy. And like you said, He, he implemented the system where they were able to, like, withhold the judgment and the wrath of God for these periods of time. And then Christ came and received all of the wrath for of God for for all of our shortcomings and our inability to ever keep the law or to ever walk in a way that was right. And it's making the gospel that much more profound to me as you've been bringing up how how um, I guess rigid and the the law feels. Mm-hmm. You're just kind of like, wow, God is holy. He put this into place. For, for his for his reason, for his purpose. Yeah, when you see everything the Israelites were sacrificing for, I was like, yeah, they were a peculiar people. Their camp was on fire all the time because yeah. you were sacrificing for everything wow. that you did. Just natural life causes you were sacrificing for. Yeah. Like if you came in contact with a dead person, you're sacrificing for that. Hmm. So anyways, that is the law is a really big deal. And, and I'm so grateful for the freedom that we do have in Christ now and that we don't have to keep the Sabbath. Like Mm -hmm. even I said in our introduction, keeping the Sabbath is the wrong term. But we do see that long before the law was ever instituted, God had this rhythm that he set in place when he created the earth. And in the very beginning, he worked for six days and he rested on the seventh. And as humans that were made in his image, I think that's something our souls crave is this true rest. Mm. And that's, I think what I was really craving in my life. Oh, I think we both were, I think our family, I think our whole family was, I think our children Mm. were craving it. Of course they wouldn't know how to articulate it, but you see how much peace has come into our home when we've had this definitive end to our work week and a definitive start to our week. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's certainly served as a physical rest, uh, as a mental rest, as a spiritual time of rejuvenation, as a time to really contemplate and reflect on what the Lord has done. I've been so convicted every time when we kind of start our 24-hour period of of resting, I'm, I, I'm convicted with how little throughout the week I stop and thank God for what he's done, how he's provided us breath every single morning. You know, you talk about the grace that we get to live under now, because of what Christ has accomplished in this new covenant and the, his mercies that are new every morning, when you read the Old Testament, you realize how that is literally all of the time, every every single day, every breath, all of the time. Yes. We are living under this rich grace that God has bestowed upon us, and the, the, the beginning of our rest period really serves as an opportunity for us to stop and acknowledge that, of course, we want to do that throughout 
the week and every day and and hopefully you know live in a in a place of gratitude for what the Lord has done but I love that we kind of have this check-in point at the end of every week to really acknowledge the goodness of God what he's accomplished what he's done for us and then to rest into in that and really show it's like man we're all of our toil and all of our efforts are literally silly foolishness if it's not in God's will or his plan for us. And I feel like resting also, you know, reminds me of that as well. Yeah. And so when we started talking about our Sabbath, I actually, Elisha did an amazing interview with Jeremy Pryor from Family Teams here on our podcast. And I will link that down below. But we were really looking more into their family because Elisha was so encouraged by this interview. And I listened to a podcast that his daughters did on their experience with their Shabbat dinner on Friday night and just how they had the special dishes and how it was this ceremonial thing to kick off their Sabbath. And I was like, how cool is that? I really would love if we instituted some ceremonies around our rest day because I want it to feel like a void when it's missing. Hmm. I want our kids to be like, this was something my parents prioritized because I have memories of this. Hmm. And it was the same. And there was tradition around it. Not because there's any hope that we put in any of the traditions that we do. But so that it has some sort of weight. And there's a clear start to it. And there's a clear end to it. And it's something that we can count on. And our kids can count on in our family culture. That's right. I, I do think that when you implement some element of ceremony, it seems like it's far more likely for it to become a tradition. Like you said, um, you know, you, you miss it when, uh, you know, you don't have fireworks on the 4th of July or something like there's something that's like ceremonious or like momentous about having fireworks on the 4th of July. And we wanted that to be a way to remind ourselves when we weren't doing it, it's kind of like, Oh, this is, it's such an obvious thing when we're doing it, it'll become that much more clear when we're not. Um, so are you going to tell them what, like, what sir, we do, sir, yeah, what like, we do? like kick into that? Well, I want to touch on real quick why we picked Saturday, because that was a big question that, hmm. that people had. And we're, um, yeah, there are a lot of different responses to that. And so when Elisha and I were talking through our schedule and our week and like, how can we do this? You guys know, we've talked about this. Sunday's our first day of the week. It's not restful to get out of bed and get all your kids dressed and go sit through a service with them and come home. And I mean, we've had some restful Sundays, but for the most part, that's not like what we would choose to do, maybe. Sure, for a day of rest. It's wonderful to worship the Lord, but it's a lot of work for our, a family in our season of life to do that. And then another thing is we really plan out our whole week because we have so many things that start Monday morning. We have to get all our ducks in a row before that Monday morning happens. And so all our afternoon and evening is spent planning. We record this podcast on Sunday nights mm-hmm. and it's definitely a, a kind of slow kickoff into our week. Yeah. I don't know if I had ever put that much thought into, um, why we were doing it on those days. I guess I've always viewed Sunday as the first day of the week. I think that's what it is. It is the first, it day, is of the first day of the yeah. week. I mean, I think that's historically when the church started meeting, 
okay, was on the first day of the week. Um, and I know that's not, I know there's no commandment for us to meet on the first day of the week as the new body, but that's traditionally what we've always done is meet on Sundays yeah. as, as that being the first day of the week. Correct? Yeah. So basically the Jews have always kept the Sabbath on the seventh day at the end of the week. And that is Saturday. And that hasn't changed. The Sabbath is still Saturday, but when Christians started celebrating, there's a lot of history around this and we're new to this concept, but the first day of the week was when Christ was resurrected. And that's when Christians started gathering to worship and learn about Jesus and stuff like that. A lot of them were still Jews and were keeping the Sabbath. So this was a good day for them to do that. Uh, here in Acts 27, it says on the first day of the week, when we met to break bread, Paul began to speak to the people, and because he intended to leave the next day, he extended his message until midnight. So this was a very common time for the early church to begin meeting was on Sunday, and we still meet Meet on on Sunday. I mean, there's like, I don't know, is it Constantinople or Constantine? or I think Constantinople's a place, and Constantine's the guy, but he instituted it formally as a day to have the church meet and stuff like that. But like we mentioned before, this is not expressly commanded anywhere in the Bible once you're a Christian. The Sabbath was commanded to the Israelites and to the Jews, but it was never commanded to believers. Yeah, I mean, we are not Jewish. We would fall under probably the, whenever Paul was preaching to the Gentiles, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're Gentile. We're like grafted in. We're grafted <laughs> in. And I, I, I know this is talked about a ton in the New Testament when there was the debate of, Jewish Christians and then there's non-Jewish Christians and they were trying to figure out which traditions to keep, to keep you know, and they were talking about circumcision and they were talking about holy days and different washing ceremonies and, and what to eat and what not to eat. And so I know it's talked about throughout the New Testament and I don't have any specific Bible verses to reference here. Um, but the point is, I think that the takeaway, every time Paul would bring that up, he says, and all things are Christ. Like if if, if you have to come to your own conscious decision on these things, you're not under the law. If you're a Jewish person and you want to keep these things, by all means, keep them according to your conscience. But if you're not a Jewish person like Katie and I are, don't bring yourself underneath this law that was never intended for you. Mm-hmm. Bring yourself into Christ and be under him. Um, I feel like that was like a really good paraphrase of something that you've read before. Well, you I, know what I, I mean? It I, sounds so like it was, based on scripture, well, but I don't know where. That's like the most dangerous thing ever. So <laughs> if, if anybody else thinks that, then go find the scripture because I don't want people to assume that's what it says. Because that was a straight up me just trying to, that's what my takeaway has been from those Bible Reading verses. Reading the New Testament. I'm not saying that's exactly what it says by any means. And we aren't here to debate this whole thing because like we said, we haven't done this deep dive into research on all this. People love to debate days and there are scriptures against debating days. So I'm not going to enter into that argument on this <laughs> podcast, okay? It's not something we're supposed to debate as Christians. And so for us, we decided that Saturday was the most, the day that we've kept the most restful in the past, right? We usually do our date night on Friday. So we switched our date night around and we're like, instead, we're going to have our Remembrance dinner, that's what we're calling it, because we're remembering the Sabbath. Yeah, so this is what, yeah, we'll get in. Christ. Do you want to get into like our, is that what you're leading into? Yeah, yeah, kind of I'm our, leading our into ceremonies. It. Okay. Yeah, um, so we are remembering Christ, and 
on Friday night. And this goes from right now, we are kind of doing the whole sundown to sundown thing. That makes a lot of sense with the rhythm of the day. And so at 4.30 right now is when the sun goes down. Yeah. And we're doing it right now from 4.30 on Friday night till 4.30 on Saturday. And we kick it off by doing what? Uh, singing. We sing a couple songs. Um, the, I don't know if anything that we do part of our ceremonies, I don't know if anything we do is Jewish. I mean, no, Elisha was actually kind of particular about that. I mean, obviously the word Sabbath comes from like, it's Hebrew. Mm-hmm. And so that would be the closest thing that some, and I, I, you can hear me like reluctantly use the word Sabbath. I like to say our day of rest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want there to be any, um, confusion for our children and for ourselves as to who we are in Christ. I mean, we're, we're blood-bought Christians and our entire righteousness is found in him and him alone. And I just know my my heart and I think it is consistent with the human heart and that we have a propensity towards religion, we have a propensity to systematize things and to think that there's value in a system versus finding our entire value in a person and his personal work. And so as much as I am grateful that we have this opportunity, I'm like, so I like guess we believe systems can serve us, but we don't want to feel like we need them in our life for our faith. Yeah. For our righteousness, our righteousness. For our hope. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So, um, that I said, think that's why I've got a reluctance towards any of the traditions that might, might be Jewish. Yeah. And I mean, there's specific things I was looking through, you know, the different traditions of the Jewish, you know, Shabbat dinner and even the whole candle lighting. I was like, well, maybe I will like light a candle for everyone in the family or something like that. That seems like a cool idea to bless everyone. But when you hear what the Jews are singing or the Hebrews are singing, I don't know. How do you say that? They're just saying something in Hebrew. And the English translation is just basically telling how Eve took the light out of the world by sinning. And now it's her responsibility to bring it back in. And that's why the woman is the one who lights these candles and brings that light back in. And really we have nothing to do with bringing the light into the world. Jesus Christ brought the light into the world. And that's not something that we can, like we can't help him with alleviating our sin by now blessing our families. Mm. And so there's certain traditions that we don't want to do because we don't want it to be confusing and feel like we have some kind of responsibility to save ourselves or to be the gospel to our children, our children yeah. or save them somehow, because that's all the work of Christ. Mm-hmm. So we sing the doxology. Mm-hmm. Oh, we first unplug our internet. Yeah, we go and we unplug the internet at 4.30 every <laughs> evening. And then we gather around the table. Katie sets a really beautiful table. And so she, she you bought some dinnerware and, and some candles and a cool um, centerpiece that is reserved just for our remembrance dinner. Yeah. And it that which makes it so special already. I mean, we're only we're, we're talking like this is, you know, this long standing <laughs> tradition, but we've done it <laughs> twice. We're two weeks. <laughs> we started at the beginning of the year. But but it, I love it so far. And the kids look forward to it. They, they do ask already. about it. Already. We have gold. Well, it looks gold. It's from Target. Um, like gold silverware. And we have grape juice. And it's just the kids don't have juice any other time. And so it's just really special. Yeah. And it's already just been such a blessing to our family. And we do read the passages. Um, Psalm 112. I read Psalm 12 to Elisha. Mm. And then you read. 
Proverbs 31 to me. Yep. We both read a portion of it. Yes. Yes. Um, kind of as like uh, speaking this into, you know, over Katie, this, mm-hmm. uh, this truth, because Katie is Proverbs 31. I mean, mm-hmm. only better. Uh, <laughs> and then Katie, you know, tries to get me to aspire to the that is Psalms so not true. 112. So the she reads that to me. I read Psalm 12. I just started crying because I was like, this yeah. is who my husband is. And yeah. I am such a blessed woman because of that. So I think it's a wonderful thing to just like affirm your spouse. And then we sing. And I don't know, we just, as we, as we eat dinner, we talk about what the Lord has done and we ask the kids questions. Elisha leads that conversation. Yeah. I just ask them one thing that they're grateful that the Lord did that week. Um, and then to, and then I ask them to start listing various things that the Lord has done for us and what their favorite thing is, like what their favorite, and, and I'm trying to coach them into like their favorite thing being that, you know, he died on the cross so that we could have, you know, victory over our sin and that we'd be freed from the penalty of our sin as well and have an eternal hope. Uh, and so that's why we've called it the remembrance dinner is we do, we really do want to have this time where we consist consistently and, um, conscientiously and deliberately remember all that God has done for us and in us and to us. And, uh, yes, we, we try to have the theme of the conversation be along those lines. Yeah, and it's been really special because the rest of the time we sit down and eat, Elisha and I talk about whatever we want to talk about. Usually work. Yeah, yeah. usually, and just like the flow of life. And it's been so cool because with our internet off, we have no new updates. We have no clue what's going on in the world. And we just... You know, it's crazy too, especially this last week. It's, I think, the first week that we did it, so two weeks ago, it, it felt pretty good. It felt just right. Like we had timed our work flow just right. It seemed like to unplug the internet at 4:30, and I was like, "Okay, this is. I think we're good. I think work's all doing good, and we can unplug for 24 hours." This last week, however, had we not unplugged the internet, I would have been like working my eyeballs red. All I mean, there was so much left undone on Friday night with a pretty. We were in the midst of a pretty big like launch. Yeah. And and launches run through the weekend. Yes, exactly. And so there's just so much work to do. We weren't doing any customer service. We weren't doing any posts. We weren't doing anything. Yes. It wasn't that there was no work that we could have done. There was plenty of work that we could have done. And yet there there was so much freedom in pausing and saying, oh, wait, like, okay, so we're going to stop for 24 hours from our business. And our business is only going to exist and thrive and and go forward if the Lord's blessings on it. And I, mm-hmm. and it's not that now that we took this day off, the Lord owes it to us. It's just remembering that like yes. no amount of like sleepless nights and toil and, you know, bloodshot eyes are going to force us into having successful businesses. It's the Lord's going to have his blessing on it or he's not. And we want to first and foremost praise him and worship him. Yeah, it was, it was just really cool. It's, uh, it's cool to just feel yourself acknowledging like, okay, I have faith that this is, this is what I need to be doing right now. And I'm going to remember who I am in Christ and what he's done. And that's the most important thing. And all this stuff's going to pass away anyways. So mm. I could take a day off yeah. and it's just a really, I awesome will say time. Katie, especially thus far has done all the heavy lifting and preparing us for our remembrance dinner and for this 24 hour period of rest, because she has to be so proactive and intentional about preparing to have meals. Cause, cause Katie, she doesn't want to have to cook the, that night or the next day after our break. And so she's pre-planning meals for the next breakfast and the next lunch and the next dinner, as well as the like 
awesome epic dinner that we that we do. And she's making sure all the laundry's done that night because she doesn't want us to have to like you know go look in our underwear drawer and realize we're having to clean underwear and wear dirty underwear during the Sabbath. Um, and so she she really has to be so intentional and thoughtful about getting our whole home set up to be in a position of rest. And she's knocked that out of the park these first two weeks. So I'm really grateful for that. Oh, thank you. It has been really fun. And, you know, they say if you need something done, give it to a busy person. And I feel like that's kind of what this does. It compresses your time. And it's kind of amazing what you can get done. Stuff that I would have just drug out over the weekend just is done. And so it's so cool for me too, as a housewife or a homemaker to feel like, I get a complete rest too. I'm not doing any laundry. I'm not doing any cooking. I'm not cleaning. Obviously, again, <laughs> we got a lot of questions like, okay, well, what do you do if someone has a mess or makes a mess? Well, we pick up the mess, you know? Like, oh, yeah. we definitely are not under any, or, or another question was, do you leave the light switches on or off? Um, and no, we turn on our lights and we turn off our lights. Like we do what needs to be done because I think that there is definitely that we see that with Jesus in the New Testament. He was healing people. He was doing what needed to be done and he got a lot of heat for that. But that's just... Well, that's and this is, I mean, do. so much of this is so subjective to us and the way what we're choosing to do and what we're choosing not to yeah, do. This, we the, basically feel like we can do whatever suits our family. Yeah, and that's why we unplug the internet. Clearly, yes. that's there's nothing holy or righteous about that, you no. know, or anything, re, re, you know, even close to being about the law. Um, but we just know for us, when we work online, and so if it's there, even if you're like, well, do you want to watch movies online? Well, if we had the internet and we'd open up whatever, you know, Disney Plus to watch a movie, and then we would check the email or we'd see the notifications. Like, it would just, we'd see so much like that. And then you get down that rabbit trail. And then also... We actually just find it a lot more restful to read instead of watching movies or shows too. Yeah, for us, we feel like it's nice to rest from media and to rest from that constant worldly input in our life too. And so that's been really cool too because we are more creative about what we're going to do with our kids. We played a memory game. Elisha and Leon jammed on the piano and guitar. Yes, that was fun. Played for us in the evening. It gives us just time to just sit. I've gone and gotten library books on Thursday, and so we have a lot of books to read to the kids, and I will read those uh, Saturday morning for like an hour or two, and that's really special because when do I get to read books to my kids? But it's like there's nowhere to be. There's nothing to do. So I'll sit down and read books forever, you know? Yeah. I'm kind of convicted, honestly, because you you said we it's nice to unplug from that worldly influence of the Internet and all I've done both Sabbath days is read a Louis L'Amour book. Oh, well, that's, that's different. It's not like it's that edifying. Louis L'Amour is next to godliness. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not. That's the problem. <laughs> no, so that's... <laughs> but it is restful. And as it, far as what we do. So yeah. what, do, what do we do? Yeah. Or what have we done? Yeah, like you mentioned a few of the things. So we do an amazing dinner that Katie prepares um, where we sing songs, we read Bible verses, and then we acknowledge the good things that the Lord has done for us in our life. And then we gather in the living room. And again, we're not watching shows. We're not listening to music. So I have my guitar out. Leon got on the piano or not, yeah, a couple days ago when we were resting and he played. That was so sweet. The kids were dancing. Um, then we played that memory game, which was really fun. We're also very, we feel the freedom to socialize too. And yeah. so the first yeah. Sabbath we had uh, your sister Kyla and our brother-in-law Adam over. 
and their family. And so that was really fun. Um, and then, yeah, we read, we do a ton of reading. Yeah. We just, Elisha and I read for like three hours, which was so fun. Yeah. And then the next day we got up and we've done different things. One day we stayed home and just hung out all by ourselves. And then the other day we went over to my sister and brother-in-law's for breakfast and had a pancake breakfast over there and just hung out. We have, I don't know what else have we done. Oh, I've slept both days. I've taken yeah. like three hour naps with the kids. Yes. So that's been amazing. And Elisha's read some more. Yeah. <laughs> I had to finish that Louis L'Amour before the end of the Sabbath, before I had to get back to work, you know? <laughs> uh, so I'd say we pretty much read, play games, and sleep. Yeah. And it's lovely. And read the Bible. I think I've read like 40 or 50 chapters both weekends and, or, you know, both Saturdays and just have loved it. Like, when do I have the time to sit around and just read the Bible like that? Yeah, Katie's going bonkers. She bought this read through the Bible in one year, this chronological. and It's like, chronological. That's what's so cool about it. Yeah. And uh, you're, like, already through March, and it's, what are we, in January? What is the date today? January 9th right now. And you're, like, halfway through March, yeah? It's so interesting. I was also telling Elisha, it is a new King James, and I've always read King James my whole life. And I was like, I'm understanding so much more. <laughs> it's so interesting. So having something written a little bit more in my... Yeah, when they dumb it down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, when it's, like, sixth grade <laughs> reading level. It is, uh, it's amazing what my brain can comprehend. So, yeah, there's nothing that... Basically, the things that we don't want to do for our family that we know are unrestful or that take us to a place that are not not great are media and house stuff. Yeah, house chores and house, housework and then, yeah, anything work-related. Um, and then ideally, no, like for me anyways, not a lot of driving and traveling. We don't plan anything. Yeah. We like to just play it by ear. Yes, exactly. That's right. Okay, so do you want to see if there's a few questions in here that sure, we have Sure, let's popcorn answered? a few of those. Mm -hmm. We've got, I mean, we can maybe give this another five or ten minutes before it's <laughs> time to wrap it up. So. Okay, so someone said, why don't you go to church on Sabbath? Uh, just, I, I don't know if I've got a good answer. It's because our church meets on Sundays, and we take our Sabbath on you know, Saturday. Yeah. That's, that's really the only reason. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, this someone, this person says, does your family or community also do Sabbath? Not consistent. I grew up in my family. No, there was the same, you know, it was just, you worked on Sundays and Saturdays and whatever days. And we went to church usually, but there was a never a really special time. And as I already mentioned, your family's done it off and on. Yeah. Do you go shopping on the Sabbath? Ideally not. Yeah, I think that's something for Elisha and I. It's just we don't, again, for our family, we don't feel like that's restful. So that's not something we do. Um, how is your Sabbath different than Jewish Sabbath? You would know more than me because you actually researched the Jewish, Jewish Sabbaths, and I don't really know that much at all except for like the Shabbat Shalom and the Shabbat dinner. Shabbat, wait. Shabbat, oh, my parents used to sing this song. Shabbat, 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 Shalom. It's like, keep this, going. It's a sweet song. It's so fun to sing. <laughs> yeah. So, I, do you know, or do you know what we do that's different? Or basically, we just do everything. Like, we just sing English, Christian songs. Christian songs. Yeah. We, we just don't really do anything Jewish, basically. I don't yeah. think we do any. We don't um, bless the wine. We don't do this kind of like communion thing. We don't do the candle blessings. 
Well, communion's Christian, but we don't. I know, but they do kind of a different form of it. Okay. Not necessarily like our our what we think of when we think of communion. Okay. Anyways, we don't really do any of the traditions. We just wanted to have a ceremonial dinner to kick off our rest. Yes. And say, hey, this is clear. This is what we, we're doing. We aren't just sliding into Saturday like, oh, yeah, we're kind of resting or kind of not. Because, like, that's yes. just kind of how we would roll otherwise, yes. I think. <laughs> um, tips for resting with littles. That's a great question. You, you've probably got some great answers to this. But I've found that it's so much easier for me to rest when I unplug, when there is no work option, when there's no internet option, there's no social media option. Um, there's not even like house project options. And it's crazy how, even though the kids still need attention, they require so much less attention when you're not distracted with other things. Meaning like when I just lay on our living room floor after dinner, or even on Saturday during the day, it's crazy how restful that is. They're not asking for me and whining and arguing with each other. They see me lay down on the floor and get down to their level. And there's just a crazy amount of peace that comes over all of them. All, every single one, Leon, Lucy, Lewis, and Lawrence, they crawl up to me. They'll, they'll just sit right next to me on the floor and read a book or they'll play with their magnetiles and, or just sit with me. I've been blown away with how restful it is when they're my only focus for that moment. Yeah. So I was really worried about this too. That's why I went and got all the library books. Cause I was like, okay, we can read books for a long time. So maybe we'll do that. But all our kiddos nap for two hours a day, everybody. So that's two hours. We take really long, slow meals, which is enjoyable. We sing a lot as a family. We play some games. And like you said, it's genuinely just a really restful time. Oh, one thing we did on the first Saturday is Elisha and I took turns having special time with the kids. Yeah, that was fun. So that was really fun. We took turns having little tea dates and they wanted to put together a puzzle. And so Elisha played hide and go seek with all the kids. And then I took one the, of a couple of the older ones one-on-one -on -one, and then we took turns. So that's a really special thing that we might do in the future too, mm. is just take the children one-on-one -on -one and do what they want to do, like mm. color or draw or do Plato or something. A lot of people asked, are we Seventh-day Adventists? Nope. No. Yeah, we aren't Seventh-day Adventists. How do you make sure that this is a priority for your family? I think Katie's doing a great job of that by making it, you know, ceremonious. You can make it, it we're not putting any stock in the ceremony, but that's just mm -hmm. one thing to make it different. Having the different dinnerware, the centerpiece that goes in, the candles, it's very obvious when we're doing it, which is, I think, going to make it very obvious to the kiddos or to us if we if we don't do it or if we neglect it. Yeah. And as far as this, like, what do you, cons how do you consider Sabbath as a stay-at-home mama? The mon mundane always needs to be done. And to that, I say uh, it doesn't, which is the beauty of it. As far as the mundane tasks, you can batch those. And so you're eating, but you didn't cook. Like that's a very real thing with crockpot meals, with Instapot, with casseroles, with, um, just marinades, you know, you can do this stuff ahead of time. And yeah, my two-year-old still had a, you know, he went potty on the floor. So I did have to pick that up, uh, and little things like that have to happen. But I find that when our house is spotless Friday night, if like when the kids get up, we just kind of tidy as we go throughout the day, nothing gets messy and our house just stays clean all day. So, yeah, I'd say, and I, and I would hope too, that I'm a little bit more engaged than a typical day. 
with yeah there's elisha and because there are going to be dishes that we don't it's more restful for us to take five minutes to wash the dishes Mm -hmm. and and to put them away than it would be just let them pile up on the counter and so but again there's like the way we do it there's no cooking dishes so it's just like four plates four spoons you know it, it hasn't been real daunting i think if we had a really big family maybe we would do paper yeah paper goods yeah um so this might change is again we're really new to this but i would say it's so important as a stay-at-home mom to institute this because you can really feel like your life is just non-stop and it just drowns you and is piling up on you all the time. I can't tell you how freeing it is to have a whole day where it all stops and then the next day you're charged up and ready to go. No joke. It blows my mind. Like the few times you've had to travel or you've been gone or maybe you've been sick and I've had to prepare a meal and then get the like kids cleaned up and then ready for naps. And then I go to clean the kitchen and how it is, it's the, then it is time to prepare the next meal. That's a real thing where it really, I mean, I'm ultra slow at it. I'm not very you know good at this stuff, but it's crazy how that is a real thing as a housekeeper where it like, you've got the potential for your life to be, like you said, that hamster wheel far more than I think I, I do. Cause there always is a little bit of like the end to the work week, I think for guys, more so than for the people, the ladies that are keeping the house. So, yeah. So anyways, it's been a r- real blessing for me as a homemaker. So, mm. all right. So I think that's, you know, kind of the, kind of the gist of it all. And we'll keep you posted, you know, maybe in a year, hopefully we'll still be doing this in a yes. year. I just we love really it so much. I hope we keep doing it. it. It's je- it's my favorite day of the week. And another thing is too, we didn't get to say this is I love truly feeling like Sunday is the first day of the week, meaning mm-hmm. we're rested. And then I love the symbolism of starting our week, worshiping God at church with the other saints and declaring who we are in Christ and what he's accomplished, associating with brothers and sisters in the Lord, being like, that's right. These these are the these are my people here. These are my brothers and sisters. These are my comrades and the people that I'm going into battle with, not um, the people that are in my email box on Monday morning, that's mm-hmm. not determining how my week started. I, so, you know, me, I'm determining how our week started by going to church on Sunday, hearing from the, from the word, um, worshiping God. And so I really like that as well. Yeah. We feel like our first day of the week, like just mentally, again, this is just how we're viewing it mentally. It feels like the first thing we're putting our time into is connecting with the saints and worshiping God. Yeah. And that is just a beautiful way to start the week. And obviously that can happen whether or not you're resting on Saturday. But for us, it's been really powerful. Yes. So that's kind of where we're at. That's it. That's where we're currently at. And we'll keep you guys updated on if anything changes. Yeah. Or maybe we won't. I don't know. It might be. It's probably not that interesting if we like keep you updated on all the changes. It's not going to be like a weekly update. Yeah. (laughs) But if we have a like (laughs) massive change of heart, we might say something about it. All right, folks. Thank you so much for listening. We're so grateful for you all. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.